Hey guys, welcome back to Casual Encounters. I'm here today with Luke, and he is a sports agent. He's a really awesome. I actually met him. Um, I was a shot girl at High Fives, and yes, I know Ooh. I am a <laughs> successful real estate agent, but I was once told that you can never go broke taking a profit. So um, I picked up a shift at you know, this bar called High Fives, and I was dreading it the moment I took that shift because I'm like, what am I doing working at a bar right now? I am so tired. And it actually ended up working out because, you know, that's where I met our next guest that we we're about to interview. Look at that. Yeah, but before we get into Luke, um, Hannah, tell us what's mm. been going on in your life the past two weeks. Anything fun? Anything exciting Girl. you want to tell our listeners? So basically, me and Jordan were talking about, you know, we're always touching base on how do we go about things in a way where we're constantly staying connected with you guys? And I felt like, especially this past week and two, like we were talking and from music to real estate, even right now, I'm like, oh, debrief. Because before we got here today, I felt like my whole entire day just got scrambled from appointments to me being on one side of town to the other side of town. And let me tell you, it's like, catch your breath, slow down. Let's dive in and really, you know, just take a minute to see where we're at. That led us to where we were talking about the title of this episode, Red Lights and Highways. Yeah. So, um, and before we get into that, I just wanted to say I started a new job and I mm. am doing residential real estate, but um, I was actually at an open house and this really cool guy and his wife walked into the $6 million open house I was hosting. And unfortunately, they were already represented by an agent. But the guy, um, I guess he liked me because he said he wanted to hire me. So now I'm not only doing residential real estate, but I'm also doing commercial where I'm looking for multifamily um, properties. I'm doing my mm -hmm. research on the owners, which is so hard to find because they're all owned by people with LLCs. And it's just like, you know, it's just a mess trying to find these people's numbers to cold call them and see right. if they're willing to sell. But it's really cool because I can make my own hours and, you know, I'm just learning all aspects of real estate and I'm really loving it. Um, we met up with Luke actually yesterday at Royal Blue and Hannah came up with this theme for our episode. So I'll let her dive into that red mm -hmm. lights and highways. And what does that mean? And how is this, is that going to tie into our podcast kind of on careers and, you know, Luke's job being a sports agent? Right. Well, I felt like it connected, which by the way, this has been something in my notes for probably, um, close to a year now. And I was on a highway in Dallas and you know once it hits that certain time frame which these days I feel like is all day long it gets super stop go and I just was ready to get to where I needed to be so I pulled over to the wonderful service lanes we have in Texas because I don't think all states have those <laughs> and um really yeah I learned that being in Nashville <laughs> I've always wanted to pull over and like do a text really quick and I'm like oh, that's not a good idea maybe I should just keep going but no, anyways no, I'm no, sorry no. to interrupt <laughs> No, but really, like, I was just so impatient this day, and I pulled over to the side and uh, hit a red light instantly. So just like I was kind of um, talking with Luke and Jordan the other day, you know, I hit the red light. I'm not even thinking about this at all, and I just felt like I heard red lights and highways because I looked to the left, and right where I was previously had already just moved past me. So I felt like, I was like, dang, this just... This just like represented my whole past season of my life and right now where I'm at, even with music and you constantly feel like no matter how much work you're doing, it's not going at the pace you want or maybe even in real estate or with what you do. I'm really excited for you to share with everyone just because 
you know, you, you get to this place where you're either patient through the process and what you're doing and you get there and it's almost faster, even when it's stop, go, as opposed to trying to go around it, your own way to get there faster. And, um, it just showed me, you know, like you can backtrack yourself by trying to get somewhere and not just really embracing, you know, what you have to learn in the process of doing what you're doing and you'll, you know, end up there in no time. So with that said, um, I felt like it was a good title to represent a little bit of what you do, which we can dive into and a little bit of what me and Jordan do as well. Yeah. So Luke, you know, whenever I did meet him, he actually invited me to a party that night. And I was like, oh man, I would love to come, but I actually have a boyfriend and he was like, uh, well, do you have other friends? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, that is so cool because most people just are just, logical. Yeah, yeah, most people just cut you off. You know, I'm all about, I'm a connector and I love to connect people and that's what I'm really good at. Um, and my biggest motto in life is never burn a bridge with anyone. You never know when you're going to need them for something or they're going to need you. And just because I have a boyfriend doesn't mean I can't make friends with somebody and maybe I can introduce him to one of my girlfriends. And so... Um, it was really cool how we kind of stayed in touch and, you know, we had a meeting the other day because I asked him, you know, if he had any clients of his that might need a house. And so we've been in touch and it's been really a really cool relationship that we've had friend wise. And so I'm happy to have him here today. So, Luke, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you became um, a sports agent and what made you want to become one and kind of what all comes with it? Yeah, no, appreciate you guys having me on. Um, yeah, I mean. There's that's a, a huge um, answer to that question. Right. Um, kind of grew up, um, grew up in small country bumpkin town, Oklahoma. Um, grandpa was president of the alumni club at Oklahoma. Um, OU football is huge, obviously, if you know if anyone knows anything about football. Mm-hmm. Um, so grew up in football, grew up around Adrian Peterson, Mark Clayton, some huge names um, that everyone's fans of. Um, so grew up around that. I was a kicker, um, so I don't even know if you count that as playing football <laughs> in high school. Um, we were horrible. I was like the only person to score a point versus Tulsa Union one time. Tulsa Union is a great high school. Um, I was a kicker. I was the only person to ever score against them in three years because that's how bad we were at football. Um, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. She was waiting for that. Thank <laughs> you, going. And so that's how I kind of got um, around football and around. I um, was always with him. He was always cooking for the team, always hanging out with Bob Stoops, had a bunch of big names. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, and then I broke everyone's heart and my family went to Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. um, which is some people call it the little brother up north, which is not true. We're a whole hell of a lot better. Um, so I went to Oklahoma State, um, went there with a sports media degree, um, knew I wanted to work in sports. Um, I knew my stuff was sports. I knew I wasn't good enough to play sports, um, but that I wanted to work in it. Um, very first week of school, believe everything happens for a reason, randomly that I met you at a bar, and now I'm sitting here in your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so went to school, um, moved in a week early as part of this little club. We moved in a week early and helped people move in. Um, and the athletes were already there, obviously, because they get there in the summer. And we were playing volleyball, um, lived in the same apartments a lot of these athletes did. And we were all playing volleyball, and like six guys walked by, obviously football players, massive human beings. Um, they kind of start talking a little smack, you know, like friendly smack. Um, and they're like, oh, no, we'll beat you guys any day, blah, blah, blah. Um, long story short, they came on, they came back the next day. Um, me and my little skinny friends whooped their ass the next day um, and became friends with those guys after that. Um, and we were all just freshmen. We'd all moved to Stillwater, didn't really have any friends. And so I kind of just became very, very close with a lot of these guys. Um, and then throughout college, did some internships, um, worked for some different sports teams, worked for some different agencies, kind of all all over in sports. Mm-hmm. The minor league baseball team, um, worked for a big-time agency. I was picking up trash for a minor league baseball team, just a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. Um, just to get my kind of foot get my foot in the door, get my feet a little wet. Um, luckily, some of these guys I met um, ended up becoming really, really good football players at Oklahoma State. Um, and so when toward the end of their college career, they started getting contacted by what I am now, agents. 
Um, so how that works is agents, we actually recruit college kids. Okay. Um, so we start recruiting them as early as their sophomore year. If they're really, really good, and you know, they're going to be a guy coming out their junior year. Um, so you get in with these guys really, really early. Um, I had a friend, um, for example, his family had all um, immigrated from Nigeria. Um, and so his parents didn't speak very great English. Um, and he was kind of like, I don't know what the hell is going on in this agent business. Um, these college athletes, they don't teach you like, hey, when these agents start calling, this is what to look for. Mm -hmm. And so they, everyone actually, not even just college athletes, but no one really knows kind of how that business works. Um, and especially these guys. So they start getting contacted and they're like, hey, dude, like, I know you've at least done some internships and like, you've talked about wanting to be an agent. So like, would you sit in on these meetings with me and help me out? Um, and so I got lucky with that. I sat, I sat through 37 different agent meetings um, wow. with my buddies. Um, it was ridiculous. It That's was like awesome. a whole new outside job, but I loved it. Um, I met some of the biggest agencies, biggest agents ever, um, big names like Drew Rosenhaus, um, agents that repped Aaron Rodgers, Vaughn Miller, Clay Matthews, um, some big time guys. Um, so I got to sit in all those meetings as a college kid, acting like I know what I'm doing, helping out my buddy when we would leave the meeting. Like, what the hell? Like, neither one of us <laughs> knew what any of that meant. Um, so that's kind of how I got my feet wet, um, kind of got to introduce, kind of got to know those guys. Um, and I sat down with um, this player after one of the last meetings. I was like, hey, like, who are your top guys? Who are your favorite people? Um, and he was like, man, I don't know. They're kind of all the same. Because um, a lot of agents offer the same stuff. They charge the same way. Mm -hmm. um, and so when he told me that, a kind of light went off in my head. Like, I think that's, that's crap. Um, you go to a different restaurant because they offer different things. You go to a different school because they offer different things. You pick different companies because they offer different features. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, as an agent, like, I want to be different. I don't want to just be one of these old white guys in suit to the law degree. I want to do stuff a little bit different um, and bring actual bring actual new value to these guys um, instead of just pitching them on the same stuff and just smiling at them and trying to be a salesman. Right. Um, so that's kind of when that blinked off my head, like, hey, dude, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be different. I want to be an agent. Um, so long story short, that's how I got started. Um, did some internships with some of those agents that I met throughout that process. Mm -hmm. um, went out to California, lived in Orange County for a summer. Um, got to work with Aaron Rodgers, Vaughn Miller, Josh Norman, um, Jamal Charles, Earl Thomas, um, some huge names in the football world. Um, so kind of got my feet wet in that. Um, and I was talking to them. I was already got into grad school at SMU, which is why I moved to Dallas in the first place. Yeah. Um, I was talking to them. I was like, hey, I'm going to go to grad school. I want to get um, – because to be an agent um, in the NFL, you have to have a, a post-secondary degree, sorry. Um, so anything, uh, master's degree, uh, law degree. You can really have a master's in physics if you want. Um, you literally just have to have a post-grad degree. Okay. Doesn't make any sense. I know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Interesting. <laughs> that really, like, that always interests me because we were kind of talking um, – and it's, it's so crazy to me because I've always wanted to be a TV broadcaster, right? And that's why I started a podcast because I can, you know, kind of, I've always wanted to work for radio, television mm -hmm. or something. And you have to have a degree in broadcasting journalism, which makes no sense because why do you have to do, have a degree to be a, you know, Good a person, person who can talk on a microphone? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's more of like kind of a creative job to me. And just like, you know, people who go to school to get their master's and then they just become real estate agents. And I'm like, you have your master's, like... You go be, you know, top CEO in the corporate world and leave the real estate to us individuals who just got the real college. estate. Yeah. You didn't pay for that degree. Yeah, yeah, because then, you're, you know, you put yourself in all this debt or you put your parents in all this debt just becomes something that you don't want to do. But the whole school thing and with everything, you know, you know, like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and all these big guys who didn't even get a degree and they don't really believe in it. Mm -hmm. um, it just is kind of crazy to me that some people I know who do have their degrees 
don't do anything with them. And yeah. it's just like some people I know who also have their degrees have never had a job. And it's just crazy right. how the world works. I think right. being financially literate is more important than having a degree and yeah. just knowing how to work hard, you know, and have those strong core values. But I couldn't agree more. I mean, I've got a master's degree from SMU, this little private school. Everyone <laughs> thinks, like, oh, it's awesome on your resume, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like, my, de- my program was like kind of BS. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't learn doing? anything in that program to help me be an agent. Nothing. That's what I was going to ask you mm-hmm. next because you, you had told us the other day, you know, kind of the setup, I guess. What was your experience in your classes? You said you kind of ran the classes. A little yeah, bit. I was one a big fan of them. Um, yeah. a lot of, we, we did have some good professors, if any of them ever hear this. Um, <laughs> but we just had <laughs> a lot of know. professors, you know, like a lot of people in academia. Um, you have a lot of business professors who've never started a business before. You have a lot of business professors who've never ran a business before. You have a lot of science professors that have never actually gotten to the real world and done real stuff. Mm-hmm. They've kind of just sat in a lab and studied their entire careers. Right. Um, so the application so, was, like, yes, lacking. Yes, was very, 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 very lacking. Um, and it was just very, very general. A lot of the kids in my um, – or a lot of the people um, who got into this master's program are kind of middle-aged, um, had probably had five, ten years' experience and kind of just wanting another leg up. Uh, but in sports, you don't really need a master's degree. Um, just get your ass out there and learn in the real world yeah, um, yeah. and stop sitting in a classroom. Um, and especially with the agent stuff, it has nothing to do – it had nothing to do with what I learned in that. Um, and so right. I'm very big on – like I've had mul- I've had a lot of people um, reach out to me about, like, hey, what do you think about this master's degree? A girl reached out, like, hey, I think I'm going to get my master's in marketing. And I was like, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> um, get out there and start marketing something. Yeah. Go run someone's yeah, social right. media. Go get creative and work on certain some certain projects or something. Mm. Um, don't go waste money for – people who aren't who haven't even done it most of the time there are some great professors who have right. actually been in the real world um but don't waste your money doing something like that when you can go in the real world and learn it for free 20 times faster yeah. and actually make money doing it it's kind of the same i mean with what we do in real estate it's like you said with the college degree thing but i know some of the best real estate agents that i know personally they're just so incredible with service and people and their main objective i feel like their passion is to help it's it's kind of cool because what you said, I feel like um, you found that passion in what you do when you saw you could offer something the other guys aren't offering. Absolutely. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And not to dog anyone with a master's. Like, trust me. No, that's I could have gone to school. <laughs> I am a very uh, creative person. I have really high amounts of ADHD. My brain moves way too fast. I'm not very book smart. So I'm not dogging anybody who has their right, master's. Right. I'm just saying that in, you know, certain jobs that require such high degrees, it's it's almost doesn't make any sense. And to go back to this really quick, I had a friend telling me that he got offered a position at tech to be a professor for real estate. And um, he doesn't even have a PhD or anything. He's like, why do you want me to be a professor teaching real estate? And they're like, well, you know, you, you are a lot more knowledgeable than our actual professors. Because you're actually out there doing and it. And that's true. You don't see a lot of people who have actually been successful in starting their own business teaching a business degree. It's always, mm-hmm. you know, the people, sometimes they say, you know, if you can't, if you don't make it, you teach. Or if you can't do, you teach, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> but, yeah. um, which I saw is kind of true um, in my yeah. program. He's a yeah. Yeah. Like, So would you say like being a, you know, a sports agent, is it more so being a connector or a people person? Or do you, is it more so like, are the, um, oh my gosh, sports agents more successful if they just really know sports or if they're just more of a people person who gets people to like them, if you know what I mean? Like a lot of real estate agents, you learn real estate as you go, but initially mm-hmm. the people who could make those relationships with people are the ones who are the most successful because it's all about who likes you because everyone has a real estate license these days. Right, so. right. You know, a lot of it is that, um, and it kind of sucks that a lot of it is that um, because there's so many, I mean, there's so many agents, um, there's... 800-something agents at the NFL, um, and the top 20% of agents, this is a ridiculous stat, you got to think about it for a second, the top 20% of agents 
represents 70% of the NFL. Wow. So it's, yeah, so it's, the numbers are absolutely Crazy. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's dominated by the big guys. Um, it's completely dominated by the big guys. Um, and it's NFL, especially every agency, every, every professional sport has kind of made it to where as long as you're a good recruiter, it doesn't really matter how good you are at your actual job. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of agents are salesmen and not business people. Um, and there's a huge difference in that to me. Um, that's why some agents are very successful. I mean, there are some agents, um, some agencies out there, um, who are very, very popular. People know their names. Um, but they're very, very good at recruiting. They're these young, cool, swaggy kind of guys got an awesome personality. Like, yeah, dude, I'd love to hang out with you. Let's go get a drink. Let's chill. Um, but other than that, they're not very good at their jobs. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it, people person and getting people to like you essentially is a massive component of it um, because recruiting. Uh, when I'm going to recruit with these kids, if you can't not only show them how good you are at your job and show them the proof you've already done, but if they don't like you, then they're not going to go with you. Um, some of the best, yeah. there's one agency in particular in my head, there's one agency that I would put their contract negotiating up against anyone in the entire business. Um, but they're kind of just some goofy dudes. Um, <laughs> they're kind of more contract nerds. Um, they sit in their office. They do research. They do that kind of thing. But they're awesome at their jobs. Um, they just aren't that guy who sits down with you across the table and has that charisma and has that look and that feel to it that yeah. gets young guys, gets 20, 21-year-olds excited about it. Goes out with you. Exactly. Does the whole Goes thing. out and does all that. Um, they call themselves office agents. They kind of just sit and they don't go out recruiting every weekend and kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is getting those guys to like you. Um, but the actual good agents is getting those guys to like you, these college kids, because my entire livelihood is on the backs of 20 and 21 year olds. Mm, like yeah. I got to rely on them to pick me um, to make money. Um, but the really what makes a good agent is the relationships you make with the GMs, with the coaches, with the scouts, with all that. Um, and a lot of that does come with time um, because I have I'm very new ish. Um, I was the youngest agent in the NFL for three years. Um, this is my fourth year. my first year not being the youngest. Um, this is my eighth NFL combine. So I started going to the combine as a freshman That's awesome. and making those relationships. Um, a lot of it is just who you know, and it's not what you know. Right. Um, a lot of it's just having those relationships to call this GM, to call this area scout, to call this director of player personnel um, and get him on the phone and give you real stuff about your guy. Not just BS like, oh, I got this damn young agent calling me. I don't even know this yeah. kid, whatever. No, you're going to have that real relationship. I've got one one scout, one team in particular. He'll call me at 11, 11, 11 p.m. at night. After a couple of whiskeys, he's watching a little film after the kids go to bed. He's like, hey, I got a guy for you. This kid's a fucking stud. Um, and he'll just be super excited about it. And But those yeah. are the type of relationships you have to cultivate. Um, and so you're not having to call these guys, hound them down. And that's just when you're college recruiting. Mm. Um, you got to have the relationships with these GMs, with these head coaches and stuff. So you can check in on your guys while they're on the team. So you can right. talk to the GMs and get in their ears and hear about what the money they're looking at, um, what their kind of plans are for your client. Because um, you got to know, hey, let's keep them here. Let's get them out and go somewhere else. Um, so there's a lot to it, but a lot of it is getting those people to like you and then having those connections and getting the older people, um, the kind of the team and the executives to like you as well. Um, and just kind of playing it, just being a lot of agents aren't the most ethically correct people because um, they lie to a team or they lie to a client, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's just you just got to be real and you got to be a good dude or a good woman. Yeah. Um, you just got to be a good person. Because there's a lot of girls. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Go. Because I, well, real quick, I wanted to say, because I feel like what you said was what maybe kind of set you apart from an early age just because I feel like you said you were already doing it as like a senior and um even like your hustle like your family was aware of that because you had mentioned the other day you know for a Christmas present you got a ticket out to go you know do what you had to do to kind of yeah. get yourself a, in the room yeah I had a little symposium where older agents and execs and ESPN people were even there talking yeah um, and for Christmas and for my birthday I got a ticket to the symposium and then I got um a flight bought by my parents okay um and so yeah everyone knew about it 
Okay, cool. Because, yeah, I just think that that, that kind of says a lot about why you're in the place that you are. And I think for um, even for just people listening right now, I think that's really inspiring because there's a lot of people that are probably aspiring sports agents right mm -hmm. now. And um, for you to kind of, I guess, emphasize how important it is to kind of hit the gas pedal when you know you want to, even if that means you're 18, 19 years yeah. old, is what got you where you are now. And you're like, what? 26 years old mm. and that's kind of everyone and you guys have talked about this on previous podcasts before I've heard like that's kind of with everyone like if you put it out there you're going to do something like hey I'm going to start this podcast and you mm -hmm. put it out there on social media or to your friends and to your family like you kind of got to go do it or you're a quitter or like you're yeah. not who you say you are yeah um and I very very early on my freshman year of college every single friend I knew knew I wanted to be an agent everyone I wanted to know I um, would meet older kids in school and class. He's a, oh, he's a junior sports management student. I'm a freshman. Like, oh, I'm going to be an NFL agent. And like, oh, yeah, cool. Everyone's going to be an NFL agent. Like, good for you. Good luck. Um, <laughs> I got a whole lot of that. Um, but because of the people around me are the only reason that I have gotten here um, is because everyone I know um, knows that this is what I want to do with every ounce of my being. Um, and so they've, they've kind of kept, like, I don't want to let them down either. Yeah. Um, and that's like the one thing with telling all them, like telling someone, I'm going to start this business or I'm going to do this. Like yeah. they keep you accountable. They don't have to be in your ear all the time. Um, but like, I can't let those people down. Like they, like my parents yeah. gave me that for my Christmas present. When I was a sophomore that's in college. That's so cool. Um, in 2014. Yeah. That's what I was getting as a Christmas present. Um, and so I can't let them down either. Just from the time I've talked their damn ear off talking about what I want to do, um, or even <laughs> their time and money they've put to help me do this. Yeah. Um, so that's with any business, that's with any venture. Like, go out right. there, say you're going to do it, and you kind of got to do it. So with, uh, you know, I'm sure the first years that you started to get into this, you knew that it was going to be a while before you saw that return of investment come back. So what I'm saying is, just like in real estate, for the first two years I was in real estate, I was working, I'm still working multiple jobs at all times, just because, you know, I'm only on Shout a commission. Shout out to high fives. Shout out to high five. I'll pick up shifts, you know, here and there. I was actually, you know, I work for the Julie Freeman agency. So I like, it's like these modeling gigs kind of quote unquote, I don't know if it's shot girls, it's through a modeling agency. So um, she was just like, Hey, can you work this event on Friday? And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm going to be sitting on the couch anyways. I might as well go make a few hundred dollars. Um, and so what I'm saying is, you know, until you get to that point where you're really making money on it, you have to do other things to kind of have that income coming in, unless you have somebody to, you know, take care of you like parents or whatnot. And um, yesterday when we were talking, you said that you were cutting down Christmas trees. And <laughs> Tell oh, us yes. a little bit about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So like in, in college, like I told you guys, all my friends know I want to be agents. Um, when agents would come to town to meet with those players, I would hang out with these agents after. We and him would go to dinner. One of them would even go to the bar with us, get, get my buddy some shots. <laughs> like we would hang out and make good relationships with these guys. Um, my friends saw that. They're like, oh, my gosh, that's blah, blah, blah's agent. That's blah, blah, blah's agent. Luke's hanging out with them. So everyone, including me, um, kind of thought I would be very successful straight out of the gate. Um, as I've learned, that doesn't happen no matter how much groundwork you do early. Um, so my first two years as a registered NFL agent, my first client, Stephen Parker, plays for the Cowboys, still doesn't know I was doing these things during it. So if he ever <laughs> listens to this, this is me admitting that. Um, but yeah, I was working at a t-shirt shop for a while. I um, actually got fired from the t-shirt shop, ironically. Wait, why'd you get fired? Um, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I really want to know. Oh, no, I just wasn't. He's like, I, I gave a hot girl a free t-shirt. <laughs> no, like, it's a Saturday. I got to work a Saturday, and I'm on my phone. It's college football season. Um, and oh. So I'm on my phone. I'm looking at stuff. I'm oh still gosh. trying to do this agent stuff. Um, oh. And I can't tell these guys. Like, if they want to text me or call me, I can't be like, hey, dude, I'm making $10 an hour at my t-shirt shop. Like, dude, I was doing that at Moxie's answering real estate calls, running to the back. That's what I mean. Yeah, and, you know, my boss is used to get mad at me, but I'm like, I'm just... 
I couldn't tell my client, I can't not answer the phone, but hey, my tables were happy. What does it matter if I take mm-hmm. a, a real estate call in the bathroom real quick? But no, it's exactly what I mean. And so I was having to do that all the time. That's ended up why I got fired. Like, you just don't care. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm just trying to make a paycheck so I can go do yeah, an agent. Yeah. Um, so I did that. Um, my dad owns a construction company. He's got some crews. So I went out and did construction for six months with him. Um, absolutely brutal. Like, it's just a whole mind game like hey dude you just paid for or you got a lot of loans um for a master's degree from smu and you are now digging ditches um with wranglers on i'm not a wranglers guy Um, the sun out sunburns exactly oh i looked good though i was i was tan (laughs) um so did that and then i was cutting down christmas trees um for two different christmas times and that was absolutely brutal um because i'm cutting down these christmas trees these happy joyful families dressed in dressed like santa um and i'm over here just it's like 12 degrees i've got feet warmers connected to my forehead and all around my body um just trying to stay as warm as possible i did that for two years um was eating chili out of a little tent um before i went cut down more trees um, and so that's like, and talking about your red light, green light kind of thing, or red light highways. highways yeah. um, like I thought it was going to go so fast. I, like mm. when I was at this big time agency interning, I was like, Hey guys, I'm going to get my master's degree and be an agent as soon as possible. And they were like, well, are you interested in kind of chilling out a little bit? You know, like maybe doing marketing for us for a little bit, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to get my master's degree because I know it's going to be great as soon as I become an agent. LOL. Um, <laughs> I gotta say this might good. be my favorite episode yet I, really quick wait I literally told Jordan not to interrupt you and stuff but I was like I have a really good feeling about today because I really enjoyed our conversation and I Appreciate felt like that. all of us um, we just pinged off each other I felt like we weren't even asking you questions at one point me and Jordan were just like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you're having a good old time we were interrupting in, you we one were, more time. just like we're doing <laughs> now <laughs> no, but yeah so anyways we've loved having you so far you're awesome and like I don't know. You're just good at this. So keep going. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but no, that was just, and like, I just all, I thought it was going to be on my terms. I thought it was going to be done like this. Um, and then I got off the highway and was kind of like, wait, this is not how I expected it to go. Um, and now after having to humble myself a whole lot mm-hmm. um, and do the most be, I mean, my girlfriend at the time I was painting her parents' house. They were like, Hey, how can we help you? They're wow. like, here, you want to paint the trim in our house? And so they were paying me like, Everyone was around was also seeing what I was doing and seeing how much I was trying and seeing the time I was putting in, um, even though I wasn't getting paid to do it at that point. Because um, I did have a player on an active roster playing in the NFL while I was chopping down a Christmas tree on a Sunday, watching his game on my phone in my hoodie pocket. Um, and so, and that's like with everything. It's with any business. That's, that's with everything. Like if you want it that bad and you want to chase it, like that's yeah. why a lot of people, like I, I mean, I graduated probably 40 people from Oklahoma State who wanted to work in sports, and mm-hmm. I'd say five of us do. Um, and I probably every single year, the head of sports management. So my professor at Oklahoma state starting my sophomore year would send me four or five kids a semester. Like, Hey dude, this freshman wants to be an NFL agent, you know, or sports agent, you know more Mm. about it than I do. So you take care of it. I was like 19 years old. Like I just got drunk on a Wednesday. Like what am I, how am I supposed to teach this kid this? I don't even know what I'm kind of doing. Um, and so everyone wants to do it. Everyone hypes it up. Like it's going to seem so great. Um, everyone sees the cool stuff that I get to do. Uh, but no one really knows kind of unless the people around the people close to me, um, what it kind of takes to do that. Um, yeah. that's with every profession, uh, to be super yeah. successful. You kind of got to eat shit for a little bit. Yeah. Um, absolutely. and I just ate it for a lot longer than I expected. That's like a lot like the music industry. So I 100%. completely relate 100%. with you. Like it is the most glorified industry. And let me tell you, it's one of the worst. And I can guarantee you anyone listening to this that has been in it. It's like a shark tank. But you, it's the same thing. You're constantly, how do you find a way to go about it to where you own all your rights? You own everything. You're getting up every day. You're investing in yourself. You're cutting down Christmas trees, selling t-shirts, selling houses, selling art. Like, what can you sell? Whose kid can I babysit? Selling beer. Selling what? 
Beer. Beer. Like being, oh, oh. Jello shots. Okay. Jello shots. Working anything. Out. Anything. And that's when I love Listen, Jordan. I will never be broke because I think that if you just yeah. work hard, there's there's always ways to make money. You just yeah. have to humble yourself. And I'm not talking yes. about going yeah. and dancing. Okay. I have morals. But oh I'm saying like God. if you wanted to be, you know, if you needed Hopefully some extra no dancers side, are listening to this. Well, you know. <laughs> If they are, I'm telling them that there's other ways, you know, you can go be, start a side online business, online personal training and just finding mm. something that you're passionate about, I think really is awesome. And yeah. for me, like, you know, socializing with people and making those connections is kind of my passion. And I actually, it's so funny because I have multiple friends with their master's degrees asking me who doesn't have a degree, if I can connect them with someone for a job. And mm. I have found six or seven friends jobs just because I'm one of those people that always, you know, makes these relationships with people. And like I say, I don't burn bridges because you never know when you're going to need them for something. I'll always mm. do them a favor and not for anything in return. But then if I'm like, Hey, my friend's looking for a job. Are you hiring? It's right. just a good you know, way to be like, there you go. I just connected yeah. those people. They're happy. You know, she's happy. And so, well, that's why, I mean, I've always, I've always admired Jordan like for that, because there's a, it's like you, when you said you did all of those things, there's a lot of people that want like this vision at the end of it, but they don't, they're not okay with doing those little things in mm -mm. between. Even if you believe in yourself so much, I always see it as like, you really believe in yourself. If you're willing to humble yourself and do those things that you're kind of like, uh, I really could care less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this is, oh my God, not what I should be doing in my life right now. But I think as people like to see your character and I think that's why we connected with you so much because I'm like out of all jobs, cutting Christmas trees down and the way you said it too. Like, He's like, I'm works. cutting like, Christmas trees down and I have a freaking master's. Yeah, I'm trying to make it sound better, but <laughs> I'm just pissed. These like, happy I'm, families. I'm like, so what I'm seeing, He's so, like, I'll never be a happy moment for me to go to a Christmas tree farm. I never want to go again. I'm trying to make it more PG. Okay. You're people are going to hear this. Okay, oh, we're, rated, we're rated explicit on here, even though we're not yeah, explicit. I did throw some bombs down already. So, um, but no, like that's how I looked at it. Like I was working this Christmas tree farm and I went to this podunk high school. A lot of people don't make it out of there. A lot of people don't make it out of town. Some people do, but not a lot. And people would come in that I went to high school with and it was like, oh, He's Luke, like, what the hell are you doing here? And it's like, oh yeah, you saw that. I, yeah. Dude, um, I love um, it. Um, yeah. Um, and it was brutal. It sucked. Um, but like, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and you can either be prideful um, and lose out on your dream and miss out on a whole lot, um, or you can shut up and just do the work. Yeah, just yeah. get over it and I start working and just try and work, figure it all out. You know, it takes it, it takes money to make money. You yeah. Know? So if you don't have that money to market yourself, or you don't have that money to kind of be able to just focus on that one career, like you have to do other things to kind of be able to take care of your bills while you're chasing after your dreams. Absolutely. So, mm. I mean, there's no reason to be ashamed or embarrassed about it. If anything, it builds character. So. Absolutely. And there's a lot of people who say, like, fake ethics. it till you make it. Um, and well, I don't that too. I, I'm a big believer in that. So I believe in it Wait, halfway, I have like 65%. I have a better way, in my opinion, of how to say it. Not fake it till you make it, but it's be it till you are it. Ooh. Because okay. I think Touché. when you completely embody it, because you're that confident, even if you know there's so many question marks, like no one knows how to be a real estate agent before they were. You had no mm -hmm. idea. And you're sitting in these meetings like, what in the world are these big dogs saying? But you're like, yeah, yeah. Nodding your head like, okay, yeah. Talk to you tomorrow at five o'clock. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we'll figure yeah, no, it out. We'll, we'll go back and talk with him. We'll see what we like. Yeah. And in music, like no one t teaches you how to be a recording artist. You, you came from no background in what you did. 
I came from no background in what I did. Jordan had no idea what she was doing. So look at First I would, two years of real estate. You know what? I messed up on so many. I lost out on so much money because I didn't have a mentor and. People were like, hey, find me this investment property. And I'm like, I have no mm -hmm. idea how to what, huh? find yeah, this that... for them. And if I did, you know, the numbers would be wrong. And I would, you know, lose out on a deal. And I would, and quite honestly, I would never leave my client unhappy because I would be honest with them. And mm -hmm. I would say, listen, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I learned, you know, I learned through that experience how to write a winning contract, how to run the numbers. But I had to go through it first, mm -hmm. too. I had to experience it for me to learn. You can't yeah. just, you don't learn this stuff in real estate school. You can read the book all day, but it, it doesn't teach you how to handle, you know, if something goes wrong in a transaction, what to do or like what to say to get the deal done or, mm -hmm. you know, you just kind of have to learn by experience. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, I wanted to get into, I know that there's a lot of girls um, who love athletes, you know, and uh, that's, you know, one <laughs> of the things. I'm not an athlete, FYI. For so I want to know how the dating life is like. When you meet a girl and you say you're a sports agent, do mm -hmm. you think, and they like pretend like they like, or they like you or whatever, do you think that they like you because you are a sports agent, because they can be like meet your friends who are NFL players or how is that like dating wise? Um, girls in general, um, a lot of the times, like, <laughs> oh, like if it does get brought up into a conversation and not even dating wise, like, hey, hanging out with a group, a couple guys, a couple girls meet, whatever. Um, when girls do hear, oh, like, hey, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm an NFL agent. I'm, trying, oh, I'm an NFL agent. Like, no, nah, no big deal. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, and some girls, as soon as they hear it, eyes bright. I'm like, oh my God, did you hear that? He's an NFL agent. Um, you and, see their eyes. You're like, okay. okay. Um, and it's usually not because like, ooh, I like him. He's an NFL agent. Um, it's like, oh my gosh, you've got a lot of NFL clients. Um, and Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so She's been waiting for that. It was good time. Um, and so, no, that happens a lot of the times. Um, the girls are like, oh, my gosh, do you know blah, blah, blah? Do you know blah, blah, blah? I've been trying to talk to blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, um, blah. Oh, and then they'll, you know, oh, my gosh, you need to follow me on Instagram. Oh, my gosh, I want to talk to one of your guys, blah, blah, blah. And I'm all about that. Like, hey, you want to talk to my guys? My guys, Makes like, the single ones always need friends. <laughs> my guys want to um, talk to you. <laughs> yes. So more than interested when those girls are interested in them. Like, hey, come on, give me a follow. We'll, we'll connect some people. Um, but then when it comes to me, yes, the conversation does typically change when it's like, oh, yeah, I'm an NFL agent. And they're like, oh, what? Um, and it's like, yeah, I'm an NFL agent. Like, oh, what's an NFL agent? And then you got to get into it and explain it. And they think that's so cool, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'd rather just keep that out of it at first yeah. um, because that does change. Idea. But that changes the conversation with every human, whether it's a girl, a guy, a girl looking for an NFL player. Well, or I feel like the people who are into sports in general, I you know, a lot of times I get used by people because I'm, you know, connected to other people. And so mm. people just want to go to the cool parties I'm invited to, but they don't actually want to. And if we were to, if I were to say, hey, I'm just at home, come hang out with me. Like, like yeah. some people are like. I don't know, but if I'm like, oh, I'm going to this party, I need some friends to come with me, they're like, there, you know? Yeah. So it, it's just hard to weed out those people who are just using you to get ahead in life or the people that really, like, want to be around because of you yourself. And mm -hmm. that's that's kind of what I'm getting at with this, and so. No, absolutely. Um, and I haven't even, like, I haven't found too many people yet who are, like, very, like, okay, I want to be around this dude. He's around these NFL players, blah, blah, blah. Um, but people, guys, girls, whatever, treat you completely different. When it's like, oh, yeah, I'm an NFL agent. Because um, a lot of them, I mean, especially adults, I'll get like, oh, well, who do you have? Do you have like an Aaron Donald or like Patrick Mahomes? Like, no, asshole, I'm 26 <laughs> years old. Like, I'm, I'm getting started, um, and I've got some guys in the NFL. I've got some good guys in the NFL. Um, but they just automatically assume that. Oh, okay, yeah, wait, yeah. You, you, then you have to have 30 guys in the NFL, and they have to be big-time players. Right. Um, like, no, it doesn't all work like that. Yeah, maybe um, not quite yet. Yes, and so that changes the convo a lot. Yeah, guys – 
it blows guys like it it changes the combo of guys more than it even does girls to be quite honest right um so if like i'm on a flight and you got that annoying person who wants to talk to you and you got your headphones in like oh hey what do you do like oh, i'm a tax attorney like no i'm not an attorney i never went to law school <laughs> i'm just i just try and name like the most boring like yeah, hey we're not gonna have this finance. Yeah, like yes we're not gonna have this conversation yeah. right now sorry buddy i um, have uh well go ahead sorry <laughs> no you're good well i have two questions or two things to say in one question the first thing is we're leading into the Super Bowl here, but I want to say that Patrick Mahomes, since you brought mm. him up, is one of the coolest, most humble, down-to-earth guys I've ever met. I was actually at my friend's wedding, and her husband played tech with him. Mm -hmm. And so this was maybe – this was in 2019, so it was right before he won the Super Bowl. It was, you know, he was already big, and I'm at the DJ booth at her wedding, and I have the video right here. It's like a 10-second clip. Not even. It's like a five-second clip. And I'm dancing, and I'm Snapchatting or Instagram storying it. And Patrick Mahomes and his wife, Brittany, or his now wife, or fiance, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> she comes into the video with him, and they're in it, and I post it. And I had no idea that it was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so I posted it on my Instagram story, and I had, like, 500 DMs, like, do you know who that is? Like people freaking out. And I'm like, no. And then I like Instagram, you know, searched just his a guy name. with some curly poofy hair. Yeah. I was just like, he's just really cool and nice. And then I like went and looked him up and I was like, oh, oh. he's kind of a big deal. He's he has like five million followers and a check mark. Like, kind of a big deal. Wait, but that's so cool. And then he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's so cool how like that's like a perfect example though of exactly what we were just talking about. Like you just saw a cool, nice dude. You didn't even know anything like, oh, they do. And you're like, what a nice guy. And everyone's like, do you know who that is? It's kind of like- When you learn that, everything changes. But yeah, like your perspective though was cool because you're like, okay, you see this person who clearly has a, a big following, but you still had this cool kind of like, oh, they were just so down to earth and raw. And I think that was refreshing, you yeah. know? And like even the connection, like just probably meeting people that when you do get a chance to just open up and talk about what you do, that are like, oh, nice. Like, that's cool, you know? But yeah, it's when it's not like, so... Oh, really? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And, but we were already yeah. friends before that, and we're still friends, yeah, after that. So, cool. But that's why I try not to bring it up in the first conversation. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, that's like any guy who has a lot of money who says, like, all these girls I don't use have me a lot for of money. money. Well, I'm just yeah. saying, like, guys who do, <laughs> just they're saying, like, just saying. I can't stop getting these girls who just use me for money. And I go, I have an idea. Stop buying them stuff right <laughs> off the bat. Stop showing off your fancy car and see if they really like you for you. You know, like drive a rental or something for yeah. a few days. Pick them up in a Honda and see what they're about. That's good. And then, you know, once you really like them, then you can kind of tell them what's up. But that's a good way to weed out the ones that you know, are yeah. just going to use you for your money. Go farther with it. Go swipe your card at a nice restaurant. Get it declined. Tell them it gets declined. See how she acts. Seriously. That is so good. Can we do this like on a video one day? And I'm do in. like I'll do it. I'm in. I love pranks. If this I'm is a prank, I'm 100% in. Yo, he's in urine. Okay, y'all. You know what we're so about to do. So what's the scheme? Okay. Is that, is that how you say it? Scheme or is it sheem? Plan. I think it's like a... Yeah. Plot? A scheming. A scheming. scheming uh, what is the plan we're that we're scheming? I Wait, don't know. A scheming? Are we? <laughs> I don't know. I can't Honestly, with your Texas. so many things wrong. Let's go with scheming. We're going scheming today. Is it sheem? Scheme? <laughs> Y'all, I, I pronounced Carlisle Street Carlisle. I pronounced um, archive archived. That's you might not want to something check you yourself. talk about on a podcast. You know what? We're all about being 100% real. Jordan here. has like a new buyer's client. They're like, I would like to go view it on this street. She's like, I'll take you oh, to Carlisle Street. <laughs> Listen, 
Okay, I never watch TV, and I still don't watch TV. And so I read, but when you read, they don't tell you how to pronounce something. I just read it as it is. Carlisle is C A R. I would never want to hear you reading out loud. C A R I S L E. If you pronounce it, if you you know, if you read it out, it's Carlisle. How Jordan. am I supposed to know that the S or Carlisle Lee? Even though. Jordan, I was literally just reading like this new habits book out loud because Trey, Trey came over and he was like, I was like, I'm trying to read my book right now. You came over in my book reading time and he's like oh wait what are you reading and i was like it's just like this new habits book you know he's like oh cool you want to read it atomic me? habits no seven I'll habits of highly effective people no it's like a yellow book with the spinning like hamster wheel on it something habits Ooh, okay yeah i'll send it, it to, i'll give it to you when i'm done reading it do it yeah both do of y'all okay um anyways i start reading to him like that sounds weird i was reading out loud and every time i would cross a word like that i'm used to saying in my head i'll read it out loud he'd be like on his phone babe i think you're supposed to say it like and i was like hold on <laughs> Can we take it? Will you just let is, me read? Is this a thing? Like, I'm really bad at pronouncing certain words I didn't even realize. So yeah. I'm calling you out, but really, honestly, like, don't catch me reading a book out loud. When I was little, I embarrassed the crap out of my mom because I said something on the way to church with, like, a good family friend. And I was like, <laughs> we were stuck at a light. And I was like, uh, be a rebel. I was like, go around, you know, be a, a rebel. rebel. And the mom was like, it's rebel. And she told my mom about it. My mom's like, Jordan, just shaking her head. Like, I raised you better than this. I'm like, you know what, mom? Maybe you didn't. You no, know? I'll never forget. I was nine years old, and I loved spicy stuff. Like jalapenos, salsa, all of it. So I go to Shalotsky's. Big Shalotsky's fan still to this day. Never been there. <laughs> I keep going. I don't know about that place. Let the man continue. That's rude. Great sandwiches. Great little to-go, fast, good. Um, so I go up to the front. So they've got a bunch of chip options. Okay. Um, the jalapeno chips are really good. Mind you, I'm 9, 10 years old. I'll never forget. I'm sitting there with my grandma. And I'm like, can I get a bag of jalapeno chips? <laughs> yeah. And this girl looks at me like I'm an idiot. And I, she said, what? And I, I'm, okay, remember, I'm a kid, okay? Like, I don't have a hair out. on my body yet. Like, I'm a kid. And she said, what did you say? I said, jalapeno. And this girl laughed at me and called her friends over. I will never forget it. That yeah. is rude. That low-key before we move on from this part, because it reminded me of when I came back from Costa Rica and we did zip lining and the guy who helped us was so sweet and so cute. And I was like, it was just like the most fun experience. And I came home and I told my sister, this guy, Julio, helped us. And she Julio. was like, I think his name is Julio. I was like 13 years old. Wow. Okay. I called him Julio. So we're going to drop that. Every time I go to Mexico, they can never say Jordan. They're like, what's your name? And Jordan. I'm like, Jordan. And then they're like, Jordan? I'm like, Jordan. I'm like, it's it's really hard because most of the J's are silent. Yeah. So, like for some reason, every time I, Jordan is like the hardest name for people to pronounce who live in Mexico. That's like Hannah. They say Anna. Well, it's actually, I think, well, because I'm Middle Eastern and Hannah um, is from the Middle East. I think it's Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> it's Hannah or it's Anna. Like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Jordan, Hannah. Don't get it twisted. Hannah. Don't get it twisted. Um, so we we do only have about five more minutes left of this episode. Let's dive into the Super Bowl. Can we talk about how Patrick Mahomes is going into the Super Bowl two years in a row? And not only that, did Tom Brady leave the freaking Patriots to join the Buccaneers, the worst team in the NFL? Jameis Winston is gone. Tom Brady comes in, takes them to the Super Bowl. Like, how exciting is this? I love Patrick Mahomes because he's such a humble, cool guy. Also think that Tom Brady's really cool. And the reason I'm going for the Buccaneers is because when I was little, I was back and forth from Tampa to um, Dallas Always grew up as a Cowboys fan, but there is a picture of me when I was five years old in a Buccaneers jersey. I'll never forget the Thanksgiving game I went to, the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. Always wanted to support them. Now I have a reason to. Who do you have for the Super Bowl? 
I'm going to preface this with I'm impressed by your knowledge of the Super Bowl. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Yeah, I was really really impressed. I was like, I have no I played played football for BVB, raised money for Alzheimer's. I was great. I was like Forrest Gump. All I knew was to catch the ball and run. (laughs) And so I literally was a wide receiver, and they made me run the whole entire field every single time because I'm so tall. I could just jump over the girls and catch the ball in the end zone. And I really wanted to – you're essentially DK routes. Metcalf. Huh? You're essentially DK Metcalf. Exactly. So I was like, I want to run the shorter routes, like the 10 yards in and then run through the girls and like do the hip turns. And the coach is like, no, go, 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 go. Every single time I ran the end zone, never passed me the ball at the actual game in the Cotton Bowl. I didn't get past. I just sprinted the whole freaking game wide open, never got past the ball. I was so annoyed. Started dating my boyfriend. He actually taught me the game of football. He's like, I thought you played. I'm like, I played flag football. I don't know what, you know, first and 10 means or, you know, like I need explanation here. So I've started to pick up on it. I don't watch it. I don't know much about it. I do know about the Super Bowl because it's really exciting. So who do you have? Well, you tricked me. Um, <laughs> you got to take the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. Like, Oh, he's so old. cool, but no, Tom Brady is like they're history. We're making history Tom Brady's here. a goat. Tom Brady's a goat. Yeah. I do not mean to disrespect the goat by any means, but they're just too damn good. The Chiefs are just too good. You think the Chiefs they're are going to win? They're too good. Oh, my gosh. Tyreek Hill's too fast. Travis Kelsey's too good. Travis so Kelsey, just, I've met him once before. They're just too at good. At the Houston Super Bowl, 2016, I think, was the year, because I lived in Houston at the time. My Lanta. I was like, you are so attractive when I saw him. And um, and then his, like, beautiful girlfriend comes walking up, and I was like, never mind. I'm going to go to work now. <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty cool, actually, being able to, like, work in the Super Bowl. Like, I, you know, I was cocktailing at Concrete mm-hmm. at the time. And so, that, like, Dak Prescott came in back in 2016. I met Travis. Ke- I met all of those guys. And it was just, like, a really cool experience. Gronk, I partied with him. Oh, jeez. I like I have his number on my phone. They were all oh, like, come God. out with us afterwards. And I'm like, I have to work. Come see me at work and never talk to them again. But it was a cool experience. I'm taking the Chiefs by 10. All right, Hannah, who do you got? Um, So just so you know, the only thing I know that's going on here is that Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl. I don't know anything about football. And my own boyfriend <laughs> plays and has played in the NFL. Um, it's really sad. My whole family has played football. Um, I'm a, f- a football failure as a girl. So, um, yeah, pretty much the only thing I know is that Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl. So, yes. so if you so had to choose, <laughs> if you had to choose. I'm just going to go with the only person that I know that's playing, basically, which is Tom Brady. I always go based on the states. I'm like, would I rather live in Florida or would I rather live in Kansas City? I like that. Florida. I'm not going to lie, Florida. But also, are we going to put like money on the table or is this just going to be like a thing? No, we're putting money right now. I got $20 on uh, Tom Brady. Okay, me too. Deal. Shake Shake on it. Found COVID. COVID. I already, I have the antibody, so I think we're good. I don't. All right. Well, where's your mask, girl? Be quiet. Okay, we're six feet apart. It's all good, guys. Everyone, calm down. Video. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap that up. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram, Casual Encounters. Subscribe to our podcast. All of that. Um, I forgot to mention our sponsor, the Invivo Project. We are actually going to tie in more of his. Um, his project and what he's done on our podcast mm-hmm. with a little ad that he's actually going to do. He gave us a studio. He's an awesome guy. You know, the Invivo project is really cool. You can check it out at the mm-hmm. Um We're going to, you know, get dive more into it on our next episode and, you know, yeah. we're still a work in progress. So yeah. And we're going to post it um, throughout our social media as well. We're about to get that rolling. So if you guys follow us on our Instagram account, you're going to get more updates on what's coming and who we have. We have some pretty exciting people coming up, but 
this was definitely this was the most exciting. This was a good one. I really liked this. Yeah, this so. is the best episode yet. I think. I appreciate you guys having me on. Of course, Thanks, Luke. Yeah. All right, guys, and we are done. Can I get a small applaud, please? <laughs> Woo!